0: Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Ben and Eric's podcast. On today's episode, we're doing things a little bit differently. We're doing a December recap. So December was full of um, new movies, new releases. Uh, We're going to be recapping those movies, but we're also going to be doing a few other things. We're going to be talking about what TV we're watching right now, um, anticipated releases of TV series in 2024, um, anticipated 2024 movie releases, and then finally we're gonna to get to ranking our movies released in December 2023. So um this is our second attempt at doing this. Uh our first attempt didn't go well. My Wi-Fi was cutting in and out, and I ended up not uh recording most of my segment. Eric recorded fine, so he could have maybe he could have solo potted, but it looked a little
1: bit wrong, so we're re-recording. Can we release that as like a collector's edition, just my audio? Yes, we can release just your audio. Um, it I'd won't be, be, I'd be great. Right. I'd be right about all the all the <laughs> hot topics.
0: Yeah, because you'd have no one to point out where you're wrong.
1: Oh, I, oh, I could have I run a field day on that one. That would... <laughs> so
0: uh, also a little bit of a thing. I just got over COVID, so this is my first day out of quarantine. Um, you we did.
1: Re- a little raspy,
0: yeah, uh I'm also like I just came out of practice like thirty minutes ago, and I didn't have time to shower, so so I yelled
1: you, you did volleyball practice fresh out of like off a of covid diagnosis yeah how many uh, days, how many days since you were tested positive?
0: I tested positive on Wednesday, and that's when I started quarantining. I did my five days, now it's Monday, and I'm back out and uh it's like the fifth day you're at the
1: fifth or sixth day
0: day six to be specific so did, which is did, necessary did they tell to you,
1: you they tell you the s the cdc say um on your fifth day make sure to exert yourself like fucking crazy it's actually on my sixth day that i'm allowed out that i can exert myself <laughs> no, and you can't exert you're, you're supposed to rest, dude you're supposed to rest
0: i'm fine
1: um yeah okay
0: no i really am my we'll heart rate
1: we'll take is this pretty- off Oh, fair.
0: It's off It's pretty clear. It affected my heart a little bit. Uh, I was getting out of breath faster than usual. Yeah. And it's not just because I took five days off. It's because I had COVID. But today's practice wasn't too strenuous for me. I played a lot of back row, so
1: we're do you, good. Do you have practice tomorrow?
0: I have a game tomorrow, which I'm playing.
1: Oh, Jesus Christ.
0: Which is even less exercise than practice. I mean... First of all, if it's only three sets, then we only play 75 points. I'm not going to tattle on you, but have you asked your mother about this? Uh, No, but she would be like, okay. You think? If I I told her I followed the guidelines, which I did, then yes.
1: All right. I don't know if she knows this part. I won't won't tell her. I I take that back. I'm going to see her in about a week. I'll tell her. Well, she was
0: checking in on me and I said my symptoms were gone, which they were. And that's why I'm out. And that's why I'm playing.
1: That's why I'm here recording this podcast. This is the dad in me that's a little, little pissed off right now. Let's this move is, on.
0: This is the kid in me trying to bring to people the content that they need.
1: You're second. Sure. Uh, I get it.
0: We're providing things, a service for people that so they can get through their day and, and feel good about themselves. They're mm-hmm. like, I know that Ben and Eric got my back. First topic of the day,
1: what are we <laughs> watching on TV now, right? Is that what we're talking about? Yes. That's what we're watching. So.
0: Since the last episode where I watched the first three episodes of Station Eleven, I've since finished it. I adore it. I absolutely love it. Episodes 7 and 10 were my highlights by far. Um, Emotionally, those things hit really hard and I cried like a bunch of times during them. Um, Anytime two characters hugged, I was just like, please don't don't (laughs) stop hugging. This is so emotional for me uh so yeah i love that show um shout out to everyone who was doing it i ended up watching a lot of the how did we shoot this Hmm. a lot of like what we were trying to do with this episode and that was really interesting because it's people who really care about making a great tv show and it's something that not a
1: lot of people have seen so that's awesome i i'm fresh off of actually i don't listen to this podcast I don't know if you know that, but, um, Paige and I were, why uh, would I
0: listen to this podcast? Every I
1: know. I think that I feel the same way, but I actually learned something about myself having listened to this latest one that we did of anatomy and a fall of a fall and, um, and station 11. So I did get to, uh, what did, did you learn? Hear my own voice. I say, um, a lot. Yeah. So I'm going to watch that. So, I did hear, I did hear uh, the, there I go. uh, I did hear us um, talking about not um, station 11 and uh, I was, I was so thrilled to hear that you watched the whole thing Uh, to get. So episode five, you said uh, on our first recording of this, our failed recording of this podcast, you said, wasn't as, as, it didn't grab you as, as hard as the, as I thought it would. When did you realize you were like, there was no turning back.
0: So episode five was like, oh, we revealed a important piece of information at the end. And it's like, OK, it's pretty cool. You mm-hmm. didn't know that. Uh, interesting. I'm going to keep watching, but that didn't like blow my mind. Yep. Um, but yeah, it was definitely episode seven where I was just like, oh, shit, this yep. is like fantastic. Utterly like devoted people devoted to telling fantastic stories and who really, really know what they're doing. And actors that are just incredible. I mean, I could watch his performances all day. Um, that's so great. Child actors always get to me. I mean, they make things that hurt, hurt more. It's like, ah, oh, it's happening to this poor little kid? It's like, ah. And then it's happening to Kirsten, Kirsten, and it's like, ah. And I mean, okay, that's like, that's what really got me like to keep going. But also... I had five days of doing nothing. Mm. So I, I better finish it.
1: And you were in a vulnerable state, like physically, right? So your body was, uh, was ready to give itself up to, to something. And yeah, you may have been more emotional because of your, because of your. Wait, I, actually,
0: I actually think I finished it before COVID, before I got COVID. Oh,
1: well so much for that story. Okay. Uh, Cause
0: I, I'm pretty sure I remember staying up till like 2am on a, on like a, a specific night, like a school night. Um, to so maybe watch it, to finish it.
1: Maybe it gave you COVID.
0: No, I have no idea who gave me COVID. Station it's eleven.
1: Station eleven gave you COVID. Well, yeah,
0: I watched a sh- fucking show about COVID and then I get it. Should I know? You
1: don't so you don't know how you got COVID though, huh? I don't know anyone with COVID. It's and... like episode one of Station Eleven. <laughs> don't know how it started. Yes, <laughs> except thankfully well, that's, I'm I'm thrilled for you. I'm I'm as I said, I'm just through episode two. I really haven't gotten any further because I've been watching some other things, but I'm about to get on a plane on thir- in three days and I will be grabbing all of those episodes so I can rock and roll. Yeah. I'm yeah. I'm, I'm thrilled for you. I'm so glad. Uh, I know, I know it hit you hard and, uh, that's what it's supposed to do. So, uh, mission accomplished. Yeah. Um, Patrick Somerville, the man yeah. knows what he's doing.
0: Yeah. Uh, I'm also watching, uh, still in season one of scavengers Reign. I'm not that, like, motivated to finish it.
1: Aren't you – didn't you say you were, like, episode 10? Yeah. Isn't that the end? E- no, it's 12 episodes. Oh, you're almost there.
0: I know, but it's like – it. I was watching The Wire over COVID, and I was like, this is still such a fucking good show. Mm.
1: Mm.
0: All right. Um, I'm on the, the series finale of The Sopranos, so I'm going to get a full Sopranos review going soon. Um, I love it so far. Season 6, I got to say, has disappointed me a little bit. Hmm.
1: Um you're going to make me watch it, aren't you? Rewatch. No. it.
0: <laughs> no, that would
1: be uh, too I, I, much. You know, honestly, I watched it when it came out. I literally was watching yeah, it I bet. as it came out. And did you watch you were, season 1? Like, were, were you a season yeah, 1 head? I was in from the beginning. It's pretty cool. Yeah, but um but now I, I mean that's enough time has passed. I should probably go back.
0: I mean, obviously it's worth going back. Yeah. Like but the thing is, I don't know. How How did you feel about all the abstractness? Like there is a lot of things that I go know, on in Tony's head that are like that would never happen in reality. that, that I'm was, sure you don't like.
1: That was the exception and not the rule. It wasn't a lot of that. Correct. Yeah. So it's I'm, not fine, I'm fine with that. With that. That part doesn't doesn't bug me. I could use a dream sequence from here, you know, here and there. But
0: Yeah, but I've seen like I've seen some people really review like people who really love to watch TV uh, on Instagram and stuff. And they're like I saw one person very articulately put how Tony Soprano was the most fleshed out and built character ever. Mm-hmm. Um, how no story ever told has gotten into the the psychology and the action of a human being as much as they have the Uh, character Tony Soprano and I think that rings pretty true Um, I don't think there's a lot of series that have uh, the time put in and the caliber of acting and writing that James Gandolfini and the entire Sopranos writing staff have so yeah Yeah. Um, it's honestly like (laughs) it's like an honor to watch the show it's like this is pretty
1: this is pretty rad you're pretty passionate about that show yeah um,
0: just because it's like if you, if you want to make a show, like, you have got to see it. Yeah. Yep. It's just for the sure. hallmark for all TV. You can like other stuff better, but I don't think anything is better.
1: What else are you watching?
0: Uh, well, I'm excited for Curb season to come out, and I'm always just watching episodes of Curb. Um, the Wire, I finished season one over quarantine. Uh, Slow Horses, I'm in the middle of season two. Oh, good. Which is – exciting um Seinfeld I'm still just getting through eh. don't let my son hear you say that I'm in like season four or five I just haven't had the motivation to watch more of it um not a huge like it's just like oh it's Seinfeld that was really great in the
1: 80s people that love it I know they they live by it they quote it all the time my friend Kenny quotes it all the time and like he'll do it out of the blue and if I have no fucking idea what he's talking about, I'm like, "Oh, is that a Seinfeld reference?" <laughs> yeah, it is. It is.
0: And then so, I'm watching Masters of Air.
1: I've seen the first episode. Masters of the Air, right, on Apple TV Plus. Two episodes have, I believe. I think
0: maybe four. I'm going to check, but oh shit,
1: does it come out on No, it comes out on Fridays.
0: Uh part three is coming this Friday. You're correct. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So so far, as of recording this, two episodes have come out.
1: Yes. By the time this airs, you'll have three to watch. I think it's I think it's pretty good. It's uh it's the playtone production, Tom Hanks, Steven Spielberg, it's like the third series after Band of Brothers, The Pacific, very highly regarded shows in that order, I would put them, by the way. And then reviews I've read says Masters of the Air is the third best of the three. So I'm tempering my expectations. Uh, It is basically, you know, a group of American bomber pilots and crew that have gone to England to uh, do bombing runs over Germany and uh, other countries where Germany is occupying. Um, So it's, it's good. Austin Butler stars in it it's got a lot of other great good-looking people um Bear, um the guy from help me uh Barry Keegan Sh- thank you Keegan Barry Keegan uh so he's doing a new york accent which is uh pretty good i guess he's he's pretty pretty heavily irish that guy so for him to do a new york like he's doing i think it's great it sounds pretty authentic to me so the the show's good and people should watch it it's a just a massive production I think it costs, I just added it up. It costs $645 trillion to make this series. <laughs> How That's much cool. is it really? I have no idea, but it's a lot. It's got to be a lot.
0: Uh, yeah, we've got some expensive actors on payroll. And shout out to them. They're using real planes, real on-location shit. I wow. think, I think I've caught some CGI just because, like, wow, that would be really difficult to pull off. And that doesn't quite look and sound real. Right, um, but that's only really when actors are on the ground and there's supposed to be like a line of planes coming in, and it's like, well, it's not about the planes right now, so I've, I'll forgive that. Like, there's no real reason for it to be like we yeah. actually need to land nine uh, military, like nine authentic World War II, uh
1: B seventeen
0: replicas, yeah. huge,
1: huge planes,
0: while the actors say this exposition. It's like, all right, we'll Photoshop that, we'll CGI that. That's fine. But for the most part, I would say, like, um, a lot of the filming on the ground is not CGI, and they really have those planes on the ground. I would say the sequences in the air are pretty much made up.
1: I, people always say, like, like, people said the Gilded Age, the C, there's clear CGI, CGI in there because they have to make it look like late 1800s New York City. But. I don't see it. I've got like, I've got a shitty eye for that. So I never see it. It always looks pretty good to me. And the (laughs) same with masters of the air. I just, I can't tell when they're trying to, when they're fooling me and it's not real, but I guess I'm kind of like wrapped up in things. I don't, I'm not, I'm not keeping you know, razor sharp look for where they're trying to pull one over on me.
0: I don't think they're even, I wouldn't call it pulling one over. I would just like, yeah, it's not real. I know, I know, but it's like, eh, we're not doing that. Like, we have we have a budget we can't just francis ford coppola nine different helicopters in the middle of these scenes yeah. like we don't we, we don't have the budget for that that's really fucking expensive let's just invest in some cgi
1: and costuming costuming alone is is just okay the
0: costumes are awesome
1: they're incredible they're incredible i love that sheepskin shit it's awesome these bomber <laughs> jackets it's so cool Uh, What else am I watching? Monsieur Spade on AMC Plus, which is the Scott Frank from – he created Queen's Gambit. He's doing the Sam Spade follow-on story, I guess, after Sam Spade from the Maltese Falcon and the Big Sleep and Humphrey Bogart playing Sam Spade is now in the person of Clive Owen playing uh, Sam Spade. Clive Owen. In a new mystery, he finds himself in France. And I won't say what got him there, but, you know, it all becomes revealed in the first couple episodes. And it's, it's good. (laughs) Uh, It's good. I'm not, I'm definitely bought in because the acting is amazing. Another fantastic child actor playing his somewhat adopted daughter. She's phenomenal. Um, It's a great cast and I'm going to keep watching it. Uh, So um, I'll just finished Fargo season I guess it's five. Uh, and the, the good way to kind of um, check out the Fargo seasons is uh, just go for the odd numbers. One, three, and five are good. Two and four suck. So if you want to speed through them that way, there, it's an anthology, so you don't miss anything by skipping through. But I will tell you, having said that, season five does have really obscure Easter egg references to season one. But it's nothing to worry about. Season five is great. Juno Temple plays the lead. From, obviously, Ted Lasso plays Keeley. Uh, John Hamm is in it. He plays a shit-kicking, you know, sheriff who plays by his own set of rules, as they say. And just a great cast. Fantastic cast.
0: Great. I also want to shout out, I'm watching a documentary now, hmm. uh, which is a great show. Fred Armisen, Bill Hader, uh, Seth Meyers, all writers and sometimes stars. Uh, Yeah, just a hilarious show. You pick the right episode and it's just nonstop laughs. It's uh fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, I
1: think that about does it for TV shows. Uh no, definitely not. Thank you very much. So uh <laughs> Fargo, by the way, is on Hulu. You can see True Detective on Max. I was about to season, say True Detective. Season four. It's weird. It's got some supernatural, lost feels to it. Uh I'm I'm in for the cast, Jodie Foster and team. You know, it's it's a good pedigree there. Um and I'm in, but I'm not super enthusiastic about it. It's kind of a show you need to watch because it's the thing everybody's watching and God forbid I'd be left out. So, and lastly for me is the entire Yellowstone universe. I am completely bought in. I'm consuming it like mad. I watched the first three seasons and shout out on this to, to Zach, to Jesse, to Scott for pressing me to watch this show. And uh, I'm so glad I did first three seasons were great. You got to watch first episode of season four because of the cliffhanger. They, they stick on you at the end of season three. But then I watched the prequels, 1883 and I'm in the middle of 1923 and 1883 is outstanding. It is obviously way back in the past uh, because the current Yellowstone takes place in current day, but they give you the, you know, the heritage of the characters and great, great grandfathers and that kind of thing. And 1883 is phenomenal. It's just a core Western. You could start there. You could watch it alone. You don't have to keep can, keep going. But it is a great show. It's got Tim McGraw. It's got Faith Hill playing the leads. And it's got just, you know, great, great cast. Awesome. Anyway.
0: I'm never going to watch it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Do you like Westerns? Yeah. Oh. Oh. Maybe
0: I'll watch it. I don't know. that's another one of the things like I have a weird thing where it's just like I don't want to participate in the show that everybody's watching right now. I actually want to be ignorant to that and only do it three years later when it's cool. Okay. When I'm the one doing it. I'll make a
1: note. I'll make a note to ask you in three years.
0: (laughs) Yeah. At that point, I might have seen some of it.
1: What are we looking forward to coming out on TV in 2024?
0: Um, Coming out on TV in 2024. I have a very short list
1: i have two on my list curb okay
0: i i literally don't know another tv show that's coming out
1: it's the last season of curb right
0: yeah i mean there's no way they do another this is definitely their last season yeah they've been canceled like four times (laughs) i don't know it's i think they're at the end of their rope um it doesn't seem like larry wants to do another season i think he's really really old um yeah i just don't think
1: it it happen. I'm looking forward to Shogun, essentially the remake of the miniseries from 1980. This is going to be on FX Hulu and I just loved the original. I it was back when you either saw it when it came out or you got you videotaped it and then you watched it on a shitty videotape. So for there to be a rework of this uh in high def and probably great audio, I'm really looking forward to this because I spent many a uh, week Christmas time watching Shogun on VCR in my grandmother's house in Miami because there was literally nothing else to watch. That and the Big Valley with Lee Majors was in like his first TV role was the Big Valley. And I couldn't get that in D.C. You could only get it in Florida. So uh, anyway, I digress shogun i'm looking forward to and it only co- it comes out in a couple of weeks i think also three body problem the classic sci-fi chinese novel which they made into a chinese tv series or japanese i forget and you can get it on youtube in its original uh chinese with really tough to read subtitles i'm not saying it's in chinese but it is english but it you have to read fast. They move fast. So they did it into like a real mass market version, which comes out, I think on Netflix in about five weeks. So that is just core sci-fi that's very highly regarded. So I'm looking forward to that.
0: Yeah. Uh, Slow Horses season four is also coming out this year. Yes. Um, so hopefully I'll get to uh season four by the time it comes out, starts coming out. So, um, Yeah, that's it for upcoming TV. There's a lot of upcoming movies that I want to talk about. Let's roll. Um, You do one, I do one. uh, Yeah, sure. My first one that I'm most excited for is Dune Part 2. It's coming out in March. It got delayed by the SAG-AFTRA strike. And so I'm really excited for this movie to come out. Um, I can't wait. Denis Villeneuve is uh, one of the premier leading directors that is just has been going ham for a decade at least. Um, It's kind of been hit after hit. Um, Prisoners, uh, Sicario, um, Blade Runner 2049, a bunch of other shit. Arrival. Arrival, thank you. I was forgetting Arrival. I always forget Arrival. And then now Dune 1, 2, and definitely 3. They've greenlit 3, I think, Mm. or they're definitely going to because this is an all-star movie. Um, it is, I mean, David Lynch walked so Denis Villeneuve could run. Um, but yeah, (laughs) (laughs) this is an awesome story being told by, uh, fantastic actors and a leading director who has the funds and the creativity to let very, very talented people run wild with their ideas. So it's sound is incredible. Um, Oh, there it goes again. I just said, um, it's sound is incredible visually. It's very striking and the miniatures and CGI. I don't think there's very much CGI. I think it's a lot of practical stuff.
1: So in Dune, there's a fucking, you know, building size sandworm. I'm pretty sure that's CGI.
0: Yes. And they were very good at designing it. It's yeah. a pretty awesome looking look sandworm. Yes. And, and I've seen a lot of
1: sandworms in my day and that one looks really good.
0: But what makes it feel real is the sound and like the gotcha. vibration, yeah, I did the gyration.
1: I did see that in the theater Dune one for yes. sure. Uh,
0: I've seen it like four times. It's incredible. I
1: assume this is going to be theaters only to start.
0: I really hope so. I mean, yeah. go see it, in it. It's worth your money yeah, For sure. I can guarantee it.
1: I'm not a huge, I read the book way back when I'm not a huge Dune one fan. I got to be honest. Really? Yeah. That's sorry so morning I know. I know. Arrival, by the way, is, is Villeneuve's best movie. Just want to put that out there.
0: Uh, I think Prisoners is.
1: Ooh, I don't think I saw that.
0: that. That's why you think Arrival is better.
1: <laughs> good one. Good one, Ben.
0: Because Prisoners is like uh, huh. one of the most thrilling movies I've ever seen.
1: Hugh actor, um, Jake Gyllenhaal, Viola Davis. Why didn't I see this movie?
0: Because you're out of your mind. I don't know. Viola- Stop watching TV already. Get to Sir some good Howard.
1: Get to some good movies. What was the year of this movie? 2013. Oh shit. I got to see this.
0: I can't believe you haven't seen it. I mean, it's Hugh Jackman's probably best performance on screen. Paul Dano plays a fantastic character. Um, Viola Davis and the dude uh, from Avengers, the first Avengers, the first Iron Man Rhodes from the first Iron Man. I forget his name, Um,
1: Uh, but we got Terrence Howard. We got, uh, there's two kids who are Jake really J. fantastic. Jake, Jake
0: Hall, one of his best performances, uh, career defining for sure.
1: I'm adding it to my watch list. Yeah,
0: it should be first.
1: It's on. I think it's on Netflix, right?
0: I, I'm not sure. Okay. Uh, what's your What's your next movie?
1: Uh, my first movie that I'm anticipating is probably go back to my list. I think the one I'm most excited about would probably be Gladiator Two coming out the end of November. Ridley Scott. It's got Paul Mezcal, Denzel Washington, obviously Gladiator 1, one of my favorite movies, Russell Crowe. Just a fantastic... I, I was hoping Napoleon from Ridley Scott was going to be a little bit better as an appetizer for Gladiator yes. 2, but uh, everyone I speak to, to a person, it's just not worth it to see Napoleon. So Gladiator 1, outstanding story, great flow, great theme, great... Great acting, great action, wonderful mix of, you know, a melodrama with, with just, you know, people slicing each other up. So really looking forward to that.
0: Yeah. I'm not sure how to feel about Ridley Scout anymore. I don't know. He he sounds like he's off his game, which is deeply saddening. Um, I don't know if that's true. I hope it's not. I hope that uh, Napoleon not being worth seeing was just... No one has ever been able to really tell the story of Napoleon very well. Uh, Abel Ferrara, if I'm not mistaken, Abel Ferrara. Um, oh, no. Uh, Don't know who you're There talking. was this old Napoleon story. Abel Gantz. I'm very, very sorry. Abel Gantz, 1927. He set out to do a six-part Napoleon series. His first rendition was six hours long. His first part was six hours long. <laughs> And he stopped after that. Um, but it was Napoleon's early life. And one of the defining scenes is like Napoleon leads the other children to victory in a snowball fight at like five. Uh he's like he builds his fort and he attacks their fort at their weak points and like he leads the, the children in a snowball fight victory. So uh again, not complete, so um maybe if he did another five, six hour parts. He might have been able to complete it, but I don't know. It's kind of like invading Russia in the winter. You can't do it. Um, Mickey 17 is my next movie. Bong Joon-ho's next movie with uh, starring Robert Pattinson. I have no clue what it's about. Hmm. Um, I don't know if they've released information. I can look it up and come back to it. But um, Mickey 17, just – Okay, a disposable employee is set out on a human expedition to colonize the ice world Nifheim or whatever. After one iteration dies, a new body is regenerated with most of its memories intact. Okay, so that's pretty cool, and it's starring Robert Pattinson. So obviously, it's that made it cooler, and it's Bong Joon Ho, which is just the coolest. So
1: Mark, Mark Ruffalo, Stephen Yoon, as well.
0: Okay, uh, utterly fantastic. I'm mm. so so excited. Tony Collette is in it. Uh, That's all I know after that.
1: Adding it to my watch list. That looks amazing. I didn't know about that one.
0: Yeah. I forgot to mention it on our last episode, and that bummed me out because, well, now I get to mention it. It's going to be awesome. It's set up to be fantastic. I don't know if they have a release date, but I know it's 2024.
1: What's your next one? What is my next one? Uh, By the way, going back to Prisoners, it's uh, streaming on Netflix, so you can see it there. Yeah. If
0: you want a two and a half hour, like... Holy shit,
1: uh, parenting is insane. Um, I'm you're looking gonna forward to watch it. That. It's yeah. uh, I'm, I've got a long plane ride, so I'm gonna check that out. Thank you. It's
0: it's a bit of a, it's a bit tough sometimes.
1: What what are you trying to tell me there? Y-
0: you have kids. It's gonna be difficult to watch. Oh, sometimes. got it.
1: Okay, I don't have to shield my screen from anybody watching over my shoulder. I mean, my, not, not unless someone's like them. three next to you or something. Got I'm, it. Okay. The other movie I'm looking forward to another one is kingdom of the planet of the apes. This <laughs> is the essentially the fourth, uh, version, fourth release of the re-release or redux of the classic, you know, eighties, seventies, sorry, maybe even sixties, Jesus, uh, planet of the apes movies. So the ones that really restarted this, uh, this, um, class of movies was 2011 Rise of the Planet of the Apes with James Franco. And then Dawn of, La- of the Planet of the Apes 2014 and 2017 was War for the Planet of the Apes. And Matt Reeves did the last two movies. This one's done by Wes Ball, who just did the Maze Runner movies. That's all that I know he's done. And I haven't seen a second of Maze Runner. So I'm kind of hoping it's uh, it's good. It comes out in on May 10th of this year.
0: Uh yeah, great. Um uh, my next movie is probably like, I don't know, Furiosa. Uh that's the new Mad Max rendition. Um I think it's still George Miller directing, if I'm not correct. mistaken. That's correct. Uh so very excited. It's got Chris Hemsworth, which honestly looks out of place. Hmm. His six-pack abs and like long beard and hair. He never looks in place. <laughs> In, like, a gritty movie. He looks he's like probably a, gonna have.
1: He's going to be unshaven, and he's going to have some scars, and I'll buy it. I don't think he has any scars.
0: He has his chest open. It's a desert, dude. <laughs> There's a reason, like, they had people wearing, like, a bunch of shit on them.
1: This comes out May 24th, by the way.
0: So, I really hope it's good. Uh, I really hope he doesn't just, like, jar everyone's eyes when you see him, like... Why would you be wearing a vest in the desert? Anyways.
1: Talking about Queen's Gambit again, Anya Taylor-Joy is in this one.
0: Yeah. Uh, she's great. Hopefully she also puts in a great performance.
1: Yeah, that should be good. You've got to trust that George Miller's going to – I mean, obviously Fury Road, everyone talks about that being a masterpiece. I, I agree.
0: Yeah. It, well, that's the thing. Is like George Miller's like 78. Like, I don't know, Scorsese right? doing
1: great in his 80s, but that's Martin Scorsese. I mean, you wanted to start a podcast at 630 tonight and I'm like, man, it's getting good <laughs> to bedtime. I,
0: I was a little bit worried that you might pass out <laughs> by the end of this recording and I'll, I'd have to finish
1: it out on my own.
0: Uh, okay, so let's that, get through these quicker. <laughs> we have a lot uh, of civil, movies. civil
1: war is uh, the next thing coming out on my list. It's April 12th. It's coming out soon. Just another two months, months, yeah, or so. Uh, Alex Joke. Garland is doing this. He did Ex Machina ten years ago, and hasn't ooh, made a good
0: movie since. No, I'm just kidding.
1: Gotta trust it's going to be good. It's got Kirsten Dunst, it's got uh, Wagner Mora, Jesse Plemons, Nick Offerman plays the president in this. The tra- I'm just doing it on the trailer alone, and this yeah. cast list, but the trailer looks pretty cool. It's ambitious. And- it is. It is people on a track to get to DC during a goddamn civil war, a modern civil war. So it's going to be quite interesting. And it's going to be a theater experience for sure.
0: Yeah. Uh, my next movie is Joker. Folie et Dieu. edu. Oh. Um, this is going to be so interesting to watch. Um, Still Lady Gaga her. plays, I think Harley Quinn. Not sure. Joaquin Phoenix is back as the Joker. Uh, Todd Phillips is directing this. I'm pretty confident. Um, Yeah, this is going to be insane. It's a musical, which, I mean, what are we doing? Why is it a musical? Hmm. Yes, it is Todd Phillips. Um, So, yeah, uh, this is going to be insane. Um, It's not like Joaquin Phoenix says no to a lot of projects. I think he's got great performances in pretty much all his movies, but he does play a, he acts a lot and he does do a wide range of movies. And sometimes his movies aren't so good, apparently like Napoleon. And I'm really, really hoping this is not one of those. Um, yeah, this is like going to be insane. I can't believe it's a fucking musical. Hmm. I, I don't know. Um, I'm stunned at the decision, but that was a long time ago that I heard this. So I'm just excited.
1: Yeah, I'm not. Uh, I don't. I'm. I'm not doing the first one at all. I've never done it. I don't think I will. It's just. It doesn't seem like. It doesn't seem like it's my kind of movie. You should. Um, what no. else?
0: There's like. Bob uh, I got one more on my list, and that is. I have is, a lot on my list.
1: That is Twisters. Yes, which you mentioned. Which it comes out July 19th, so right in the heart of the summer. There, Daisy Edgar Jones from Normal People. I mentioned Paul Mescal in Gladiator Two. These two were in Normal People together on Hulu, which is still one of the best TV series of the last five years. And Glenn Powell's in this, Anthony Ramos. Uh, it's directed by Lee Isaac Chung, who he directed Minari. Yes, he was the director of Minari. So awesome. One of the most heralded and The Mandalorian. So he's bringing with him some <laughs> bona fides. And then, so back going back to Twister '96, obviously Helen Hunt, Bill Paxton, uh, and a very young Philip Seymour Hoffman. Really, just a classic for people of my age. That is, you've rewatched at least ten times if you're my age. So this is, but that was written by Michael Crichton. So this one should be pretty interesting to see how it's handled. I yes. am really looking forward to this. Hopefully it'll be another classic. Great. You've never um, seen Twister 1? Nope. Never. Don't plan to, huh?
0: I guess I could. There's a lot of movies in the way, though.
1: How can I talk you into this? Well, Phil- Philip Seymour Hoffman. There you go. Okay, right? yeah, you
0: have a good point with that. All right. I love He Money plays
1: Ball. a pretty goofy, very young, fly-by-the-seat-of-the-pants kind of dude. And, yeah, you would. Uh, I think you'd really enjoy that.
0: Yeah, I probably would. Um I have a lot of movies on this list. Beetlejuice 2 is coming out. Tim Burton's directing uh, a stacked cast. Jenna Ortega, Willem Dafoe, Monica Bellucci, Bern Gorman, which is kind of insane, Winona Ryder, Michael Keaton is playing Beetlejuice. I mean, he brought out like six people that I know, which is surprising. I don't know a lot of actors, especially at like uh, the supporting leads. I don't know a lot of those names, and I know mm-hmm. all of them by face. And so I'm like, that is surprising. Uh, Tim Burton's coming out with a new movie to Beetlejuice 2. It's just like, a, it's just the sequel 40 years mm-hmm. later, uh, 30 mm-hmm. years later. So super Maybe. excited for that. Um, Bob Marley, the uh, one love is coming out. I don't know. If if you like live music, you're probably going to like that. If you like Bob Marley's music, you're probably going to like the movie. It's just one of those movies that has great music in it. Uh, I don't expect like a fantastic cinematography or fantastic, or, blow me out of the water uh, acting or plot, but yeah, I I'm excited to watch Beverly Hills cop. Axel Foley is coming out. Uh, The fourth rendition of Beverly Hills cop, Eddie Murphy's making a return as Axel Foley. Very excited about it. I met with someone who actually uh, forget her role on the set, but she had like a call sheet
1: Hmm.
0: and showed it to us. It was cool. Um, She wasn't supposed to show it to us, but uh, she was like, Put your phones away.
1: You just got her fired. Uh, no, I didn't. All right.
0: Because I don't know. I don't remember anything.
1: I want to, I don't have any more movies, but I do want at least update on Twisters, also written by Michael Crichton. This follow-up is also written by Michael Crichton. So again, it's got to be good.
0: Yeah. A uh, bunch of other stuff. M- Monkey Man sounded like an interesting trailer. I don't even, rem- or tr- sounded like an interesting plot. I don't even remember what it is. Kung Fu Panda 4, I'm kind of excited about. I love Kung Fu Panda. Okay. I just do. Every one of them. I would watch them in middle school in class. I'd watch them in high school in class. Hmm. It was just I, I watched Kung Fu Panda. Uh I think it's great.
1: I never give it a chance.
0: And one last one that I didn't even know was coming out last time we recorded this, but I'm so excited uh about is Way of the Wind by Terrence Malik. They hmm. rapped in twenty nineteen and it's been in post production since. For five years, this movie has been in post production. So There is no timeline. Terrence Malick is, quote, very happy with the way of the wind progress, but there is no timeline. Um, Yeah, there's a it's a story about Jesus Christ. It's got Satan, Jesus, uh, and a few other people, a few other important characters in the Jesus Christ story. Um,
1: (laughs) The Jesus Christ universe.
0: Yeah, that one. Uh, I'm so fucking excited. I didn't even (laughs) know this was a thing. They haven't begun to advertise for it because there is no timeline on when it's coming out. Terrence Malick is notorious for taking years and years on his movies. So um, the fact that they wrapped in 2019 and they haven't released it. I mean, Terrence Malick is an idol of mine. Um, Mm. I know you hate his movies because you can't stand anything abstract where that's not exposition. You would watch a whole movie of exposition. We're talking about
1: Tree of Life specifically.
0: Tree of Life. Yes. Uh, A Hidden Life. Days of Heaven, uh, Thin Red Line, fantastic, utterly amazing movies. Um, and he takes a very long time on and is very deliberate about. Uh, so this movie, I am crossing my fingers, could be released in 2024. I highly doubt it. He's old. Could be released. Yes, he, he is old.
1: He's very old. Wow. Yes,
0: but he's still taking a long time. So uh, that's it for movies.
1: Gotcha. That are coming out. Yes, I don't have any more that's complete from my side.
0: Okay, now we're doing movies that are out. This is uh, movies that came out in December. We're recapping. Uh, I'm excited to be doing this. Um, It's an easier podcast to do. It's, I think, a little more fun because we get to talk about movies and a lot of them, not just one specific one. So, yeah, what do you got,
1: Eric? Uh, I'm going to grab the ones that I know you, you and I both have seen. Uh Godzilla minus one mm-hmm. monster movie with a family drama mixed in, and it was a lot more family drama than I thought it was going to be, went see- yes, absolutely made it better. It didn't make it great though I thought it was okay, and special effects were were good, they were fine. But it's a movie you see once it didn't touch me the way I was hoping it would. You know, I hope it really grabbed me like, you know, just like, I don't know what you was,
0: why'd you expect that? It's Godzilla. Why, you, you know, a
1: family drama where people were being, you know, separated and and torn apart and and how do I get back there and all that stuff that I just wanted to feel it a little bit more. And I didn't. Mm.
0: I mean, I didn't expect much from a Godzilla movie, so I was pleasantly surprised.
1: Another one came out in 20, in December. Is the Iron Claw, which, yes. which we both saw. Yes. And um, Zac
0: was, Efron is popping out of his skin. Yes. He
1: is a literal balloon in that movie. It's scary how big he is. Like unhealthy big.
0: Yeah. He took a lot of steroids. A lot.
1: Yes. And, and he got his body fat
0: down to a low low
1: number. He he looks ridiculous. It's too much. He looks ridiculous.
0: He does not. He pushed past. Yes. What the character looks like. And maybe that was on life.
1: purpose because these characters, it was it was a story somewhat, they took some liberties with the facts on this. But generally, uh, this family of brothers that are getting a wrestling because their dad's a famous regional wrestler, pro wrestler.
0: Well, he's also a really abusive guy who forces them into wrestling.
1: Yes. There's other shit that goes down. And it was... It was good. It was really good. I was touched by it, but I, it was also somewhat forgettable, frankly.
0: Uh, yeah, there was a lot of, there there was, there was one emotional beat that got to me, but there were a few that uh, people yeah. said they got, that got to them and I didn't
1: buy that. I would like to see a documentary if it exists about this. Yes, this, this is,
0: as we said before, Well, not that you guys heard, but it would look uh, a lot better as a documentary.
1: Yeah, I would like to see what it what really took place. Uh, you okay, both what saw else? Ferrari, yeah. you know, we talked about that in a previous episode. Go ahead. What do you got? Uh,
0: well, there's a lot that we haven't seen. Uh, I haven't seen zone of interest, all of us strangers, American fiction. Uh, those look like three great movies that have gotten a lot of great reviews that I need to see zone no, of interest no, is about, no.
1: so I saw, I just saw zone of interest a couple days ago. Oh yeah. You said you were seeing it. How was it? Yes, it was amazing. Right. You can't say you love this movie. No one can say they love this movie. It's, it's about... it is the strangest goddamn story you've ever heard of. And and it's good to go into it without a lot of backstory and context because things are revealed to you during this movie. It is a Germany, World War II, Holocaust era uh, story. And I, I won't say much more than that, other than it is a different kind of Holocaust story. It is, it is not a Schindler's List, but it, it definitely gives you a perspective that is incredibly interesting and just compelling as hell. And I thought it was great. It, it's, almost shot, it's shot almost like a documentary in the way it's done. And it's not like a docudrama, but it is a slice of life of a family that is very connected to the horrors of the Holocaust and you know who's in it is Sandra Hewler, who yes. played the lead in Anatomy of a Fall german evil that's okay she is she is much more evil in Zone of <laughs> Interest than she is in Anatomy of a Fall and I don't of want to fight about that she's anymore. a
0: literal nazi in that and the
1: other one she's just a <laughs> nazi wife i don't know so it, it's it's really really good and i'm glad it was nominated and it is it's more of an art piece. You would, I think, you would really like it. Ben. I'm
0: going to really like it. Yes, it okay. looks very
1: interesting. Yeah, you, it um, is. It is up your alley.
0: Just to clarify, I think it is worth noting that it's. I've read that it's about. Um, it's about a German family who builds a summer house next to Auschwitz.
1: Close. You have some of that right? Okay, but um, but they are basically right. neighbors to Auschwitz.
0: Yes. Yeah, and I think and, they're working and, at the camp
1: one of the 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 patriarch of the family is working at the camp that's correct
0: yeah so uh that what's that's what makes this story very interesting it is strange
1: it is strange and and honest to god well no, i'll leave it there i'll leave it there okay. there there's some reveals that make this a super interesting piece and again it is more like a work of art than it is a movie that i'm used to seeing
0: yeah um american fiction saw it Jeffrey Wright,
1: what do you think? It was fine. It was good. It was good. It wasn't. And frankly, uh the the nominee for supporting actor, uh shit. Uh Tracy uh, Ellis Ross? No. John Ortiz? Ortiz? No. no, no, no. Sorry. American Fiction. My wife is yelling at the at her listening to this podcast right now. The one so. white guy in it. No, Sterling K. Brown. Sorry, Sterling K. Brown. He is okay. He's fine. I don't know what they were doing, giving him a nomination. Frankly, for this, it was, was there a better uh, performance in the movie. It Was a run of the mill. He plays he plays a gay man, and I guess they wanted to, you know, he was he played Sterling K. Brown. I mean, it was it was nothing special. The movie's good. It's fine. It's a it's a weird balance between a satire and uh, a family drama and. They frankly don't pull it off. Each piece is good together. It's just, they kind of get lost within each other. And I was kind of wishing for more of one than the other. And then I flip and I want more of that one than the other. But it was, it was good. It was decent movie. It was a really interesting story told in an interesting way. So I would, I would think, I think you would like it. There's a lot of, there's a lot of screenplay developed in the movie within this movie. And and the process and the pains and the attitudes and the stereotypes that, that are surrounding that whole production. So I think for that reason you'd enjoy it. We just got a interesting text. We did? Yeah.
0: Uh sorry, someone's at the door. Uh give me a second. It's from Matthew Shulman. He said he cast uh
1: So Matthew Shulman, cousin of of Ben and mine who is in cast Ben's yeah. answering the door right now so i'm going to riff for a bit. Matthew oh, does beginning. casting oh, okay. for yeah, Apple yeah. TV+ Plus and told us about I'll masters of the air that we got to see uh, that we got to see Matthew a few weeks ago and he told us he did casting for that. He just gave us he's obviously now a loyal listener to this podcast cuz he sent a text saying, "You know, i did casting on Station 112," which means i have to call him after we stop recording here. That's really very, very cool. So uh where were we? Uh you've seen All of the Strangers, right? No, I have not seen All of the Strangers. Oh, and it got, were, uh... it got shut out of the Academy Awards. I'm on a quest to see all ten of the Academy Award best picture nominees. And Superfan Gary was bragging a couple days ago that he has now seen his tenth. I have seen nine of them. The one I haven't seen is uh, poor Things, which I think you're going to give me an earful about right now. Yeah,
0: uh, that's my that's my favorite movie from
1: uh, December.
0: I would recommend it to anyone, any adult. Um, it's a really interesting color palette. Uh, the writing is pretty interesting. Uh, there was an article that I saw that heavily criticized the feminism in it as misogynistic. And uh, while I saw that a little bit in the beginning and their writing was very good, Uh, It was a Vulture article. Um, The writing of the article was very good. Uh, I I disagree with the message because um, it's about this character, Bella, um, who is misunderstood by a lot of people that uh, she comes in contact with. And uh, there's a lot of misunderstandings about her. So there are some parts of this movie that are like actually creepy and disgusting. Because why? Uh well the I don't want to actually reveal that information
1: I think that is well I've heard that's because she's got a very immature intellect yet she's in a woman's body right
0: uh yeah not immature but like literally an infant uh the experiment is, it like is Benjamin
1: Button thing where she grows as the movie grows the experiment is um
0: well I don't want to reveal this because it gets revealed right, like. Fine. That's Twenty funny. minutes I'm, in.
1: I'm I'm resisting it because it just looks fucking weird and your ghost. He made the lobster and because A of fantastic that movie. I will resist every fucking movie that he puts out.
0: Yeah. Um so that's very ignorant of you. Um, Yorgos <laughs> Lanthimos is a fantastic
1: director. The favorite he was a very good movie. Yeah, he doesn't listen to this pod. You don't have to worry about him hearing this. Uh, no, he,
0: but I'm going to you defend don't have to get him too. up to, his ass like this. I'm going to defend him because he's a fantastic director mm-hmm. on the level of Denis Villeneuve, as I mentioned before. I would say, in his innovation and um, very interesting topics, and the way he plays the rules of what we accept and what we don't as a society.
1: So. Fair enough. And this movie got eleven nominations, I think, tied with Oppenheimer for the most uh Academy Award nominations. Yeah,
0: people really like it. People really like Emma Stone as a leading role.
1: Yeah. So I'm I am seeing this. I don't know when, but it's the last on the list. So uh, yeah. I still, have to get, still in theaters, so I, I might I might give it a month, see if it comes out on streaming.
0: <laughs> as I said before, on the last time we recorded this was uh you might not like it.
1: Uh I'm pretty sure I won't like it. I mean, there's no reason I would like this movie.
0: Willem Dafoe so, has I, a fantastic performance. Mark Ruffalo is also fantastic.
1: Ruffalo was nominated, yes, for supporting. Rami sporting.
0: Youssef is pretty like wholesome. That's
1: uh, a great cast. Kind of innocent. Uh,
0: there's another guy who I recognize uh, <laughs> who plays a good friend, a very minor role, uh, but plays a friend of Bella's along the way. Uh, there's another woman who's just fantastic. She's a she's like an old woman that she
1: that befriends her along Catherine the way. Hunter, Catherine Hunter. Maybe I'm not sure. Um, Sweeney, Sweeney, Sweeney?
0: I can look it up, but it's not William that important.
1: Defoe. Oh, William Defoe. There you go. Willem, but yeah. Excuse me. Don't call him William. Right. Who calls Move on William? from poor things. I am uh, I'm resisting that. Written by Tony McNamara. Look at that. Huh.
0: Yeah, Gerard Carmichael. That's who I was talking about. I think he was a comedian.
1: Pretty sure he is a comedian. So, Tony McNamara, obviously, uh, he wrote The Great, the T- the Hulu TV series. He's the creator of that. And that is the version of Your Ghost's The Favorite that I love. And by the way, I now, I'm now finding out that Tony McNamara wrote both. The Favorite for Your Ghost, <laughs> The Great on Hulu, which I love The Great. So for that well, reason- Maybe you'll I- like The Favorite. Maybe I will. And the favorite was, I didn't love it. And again, that's one of the, that's a movie. It's like, it's like Wes Anderson. You either love his shit or you don't. and people, But you
0: like Wes Anderson movies. You just haven't liked the last I few.
1: don't. I don't. Not I just of like all? Fantastic Mr. Fox. That's all we want. That's
0: want. one. You can't just discount that.
1: It's one. No. Yeah, it's one. But Have you seen very many, many else? Asteroid City put me to fucking sleep. I know. It literally put me to sleep. But you haven't I, I, seen Grand Budapest did. I think I did. Julie, tell me if I did. I think I did. <laughs> I definitely saw one of them with Julie. I forget which one. It was probably. Maybe it of us.: uh, Anyway. Sorry, daughter. Uh, all right. Moving on. Where, what else we got? Uh, a bunch of shit. I haven't seen Wonka.
0: Anyone but you. Renaissance a film by Beyonce. I haven't so seen I haven't any of those.
1: Uh, probably won't be.
0: Yeah, uh anyone but you is a rom com with Glenn Powell and Sidney Sweeney. Mm, medium to Bad. Uh
1: I heard it was I heard it was not good.
0: Wonka, I don't understand if why you're going to this movie if you're not a child or a parent of children. Um and then Renaissance, a film by Beyonce. If you want to see her concert, I guess go to the movies. Um just right, go to a concert. <laughs>
1: Another movie I saw, Leave the World Behind, it came out on Netflix, Sam Esmail, and uh, it is really good. Again, my type, post-apocalyptic or apocalypse now starting, I guess. I don't know how to say that any other way. But it is just a fantastic movie where you're constantly in the dark about what's happening. Uh, Julia Roberts, Marsha Ali, Ethan Hawke, And again, the book, I actually read this book and the book is just okay. The movie is a lot better than this. Mm -hmm. So anyway, I highly recommend this. It's on Netflix. It came out December 8th. I don't even think it even hit theaters. And it is a pretty cool look at a family, a New York City family that goes on a Airbnb vacation to Long Island. And then shit goes wrong, mostly in cities, and they're left trying to figure it out. And a lot is still a mystery about what happened, and that's fine. It is just about their experience, and that's pretty cool yeah um no
0: nothing else from December that really stands out for me,
1: okay, me either. Are you gonna kicked out
0: of that room? Ah, uh, no, but not really no, but i okay. just I literally just don't have anything else
1: from december Origin you said you wanted to see Origin last time,
0: yeah. Uh, I want to see Origin. I don't know. <laughs> I don't really remember what Origin is. There's a there's a lot of um, stuff. And I don't know. There was like Aquaman came out or some bullshit. I don't know. All right. Don't go that's see it. superhero movies. Do not see them. Stay at home and watch You're, a
1: French film. So like the Joker, the Joker movie, that's not a superhero movie? No, because it's a musical. Is the original Joker
0: a nope. superhero movie? It's, it's not. It's just like the origin story of a supervillain. But Which came in from... a corny way.
1: Okay. All right. It's uh, not. It's not. We'll take that offline also.
0: Yeah. I mean, The Color Purple, The Boys in the Boat were all released in December. Um, I Nothing to sneeze at, but like not a um all-star like list. I don't know. Hmm. Nothing to really write home about either. I don't know. I think that's it for December. All right. That's all I got. What yeah. else are we talking about? Nothing else. We got it all covered. I wanted to keep this under an hour. We did. Look at us. Yeah. Fantastic. If we don't bullshit for the next three minutes, we can keep it under an hour.
1: This episode, I leave for, I go to Jamaica while this episode comes out. Yeah. So we're going to have to record when you get back. I'll be sitting next to Brad at the pool as he's listening to this. (laughs) And and now he's going to hear me saying this. And he's going to look to his right and say, dude, I'm listening to you talk about me. That's something Brad would say. So this comes out on February 4th. Yes. Okay. Enjoy, people. I will enjoy Jamaica. And Ben, I'll talk to you next time.
0: All right. Take care. Bye.